Hey Eric, so this week's episode is don't be the five people you spend or you don't be the five people you spend the most time with. Really interesting topic. Yeah. So I'm sure you've got um, some um, some interesting things to share about that. I do. You know, I heard this phrase probably, I don't know, five, 10 years ago. I don't know exactly when I heard it. And it, and it like resonated with me 100%. And, and the reason why is because when I was younger, uh, in, in, in high school and then a couple of years outside of high school, I had friends that were, I was concerned about how they were influencing me. You know, I may have been influencing them, but I was thinking about it and I realized if I was going to grow, I had to move away from them. Yeah. Well, listen, more on that in a moment, but first, hello, I'm Steve. And I'm Eric. And together we are two dads with one mission. Welcome to the I Dads podcast. This is the show for dads, all about fatherhood, faith, and freedom, one conversation at a time. Hey, Eric, so tell us more about you don't beat the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. So as I was saying, I had, you know, I had these good friends in high school and, you know, um, some of them I grew up with in grade school. And so, you know, I knew these guys well, but as, as we kind of were advancing through life, you know, alcohol started to become a thing cigarettes started to become a thing, uh, you know, language that I didn't really like. I, I'm not the kind of person that swears. So I was, you know, these, these guys were, you know, kind of sowing their oats, if you will, you know, like, yeah, you know how kids are, right? Like, Oh, Hey, now we can say these words. And, and so they were kind of overusing a lot of cuss words and, um, it's just not my style. And, mm -hmm. and I'd had enough experience to know that I was being influenced, you know, cause words were coming out of my mouth. I, <clears throat> I didn't really like, and, you know, I found myself occasionally smoking a cigarette and I was drinking too much. And, you mm -hmm. know, as, as I've probably talked about in other episodes, both my parents were alcoholics. And so I was, I was painfully aware of my, my own kind of, you know, built in DNA to go that direction. And, and I just didn't want to, yeah. you know, I was, I was, a, you know, I was becoming a performance athlete, kind of made a small career out of road racing bicycles and, it's like, I didn't want to be drinking and smoking and talking certain ways all the time. And, and so, you know, as hard as it was, and honestly, it probably took me like a year of kind of pondering, like, what do I do about this? But ultimately I just had to step away from my friends, you know, and that sounds, I mean, some people, they, they might think, how could you ever do that? You know, they're your friends, but my friends were leading me down a road in life that I suppose had its place, you know, yeah. but it was, it was a broken road and I needed, you know, I just had to step off the path and there was no way to keep going with these guys that way. So, so, that, so I did that, you know, and I started improving my life. And then it was years later that I heard this idea, this concept, it's, it's said a bunch of different ways, but you don't, you know, you don't beat the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, you know, sometimes people will say, um, things, you know, specifically re related around wealth, right? Like if, if you hang around five people that are broke, well, you're the sixth one, you know, that, that kind of thing. It's, it's been said a lot of different ways and Hey, it doesn't take a lot of kind of looking around and observing people to understand the truth of this. So that was, that was definitely one of my kind of like big eye-opening 
maturing moments in life is that sometimes it requires you to make really hard decisions and step away from people that you care about. So that's, that's kind of my story. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Eric. There's a couple of things I want to add to that. So it's really interesting about, um, you know, this, this average, you don't beat the average, um, you know, more on that in a moment, but I just want to circle back in terms of you talk specifically about kind of growing up and yeah. there's a lot of social, uh, almost like social conditioning, social pressure, um, that, um, you know, that influences us in terms of those those social circles. And, you know, you, you made a really tough decision to kind of go a different way. But, you know, not everyone can make that decision. And, you know, unfortunately, they, they get in with the wrong crowd. Uh, and this this happens in, in later life as well. I'm going to come on to that in a moment. Yeah. Uh, but it's, there's a lot of that social conditioning and, and almost like cultural conditioning. And I'm, I'm reminded of something that we spoke about offline um, just as we were catching up before we hit the record here. Uh, yeah. And it's it's like, you know, we're, um, we, we try so desperately hard growing up in our early childhood and in our teens. We, we, we try so desperately hard to fit in. Yeah. Fit in with the right group and try the, and be the, part the of pressure that to conform, gang. right? Yeah, yeah, and, and and the whole phrase is: look, we try so desperately hard to fit in when we were all born to stand out. Yeah, but the problem is, it takes it takes that, um, that bears repeating. It, it is just re just repeat that that contrast. Yeah, so so we try so desperately hard to fit in. Yeah, when we were all born to stand out. Right, and I think there's power in that because, you know. In, in, in any kind of mindset, whatever kind of mindset, movement, flavor you want to choose, you know, it's, it's always, there's always an emphasis on being your true self or being authentic or being genuine, that kind of thing, right? So there, there's, there's a large group of people that recognize this, but boy, when you're young, the, the pressure to conform is huge. And it's, yeah, yeah. And it's so comforting kind of to like, you know, be, be like a part of a tribe of sorts, you know, there's safety in that. But then there comes a point or, you know, I hope for really everybody where you, you've got to realize if you're going to stand out, if you're going to really, you know, do what you want to do in life, you've, you've got to, it doesn't always mean leaving your friends, but you got to kind of rise above, oftentimes rise above kind of what you've been dealt in life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, um, if you think about in essence, what we are as, as, as human beings, uh, we are effectively a learning organism, okay? Absolutely. So, so what that basically means is, you know, we love to learn and we love to learn quickly and we make mistakes along the way, okay? Yeah. So, so I, you know, I'm, I'm a really big believer in this lifelong learning. So what do I mean by lifelong learning is, you know, your, your life journey is a continuous learning experience. Every day is a school day. There's always something to learn today. Yeah. So um, I kind of lost my train of thought, but I'm sure it will come back to me. So what was the whole purpose of this is, is yeah. So, so we're, we're this learning machine as such, and we just love to learn. Yeah. So if you want to learn something of value, you know, wouldn't it be better to surround yourself with people who are more expansive, more knowledgeable, yeah. uh, you know, have maybe more experience uh, and know things that you don't know yet. And to be able to learn from that than be the smartest person in the group. Right. Well, you know, you just made me think of a, a, another situation kind of at a similar time. It was really why I was transitioning away from friends because I was 
I was kind of at the early stages of this bicycle racing career that I, that I mentioned mm -hmm. from time to time. And, you know, I was in a, I was in a club that had about 40 people in it, but I knew there was like four or five guys that I wanted to ride with because they were better than me. Mm. Either they had, they had some skill sets I wanted or simply they were just faster. And it's like, I knew that I wanted to surround myself with those guys, not, not just be comfortable and hang out with the, you know, yeah. the end of the pack kind of guys, you know, that I could beat or whatever easily. I wanted to, so I wanted to push myself by being around guys that were better than me. So, I mean, I totally get it. And, and you know, as, as you were talking, I was thinking, Hey, our show is all about fatherhood, faith, and freedom. Mm. Right. And so if you want to, you know, be a better father, well, if you're hanging around or, or spending, you know, lots of time, maybe at work with dads that are, they're always bad mouthing their wife, complaining about their children, hating on their job, mm. you know, unhappy in life in general. Well, guess what? You're probably the one that's doing that as well. Yeah. You might even I mean, Eric, for, for, the, for the benefit of our YouTube listeners, if, if they've just been watching me, as you were saying that, I was, I was hoping you would say something like that because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm smiling ear to ear here and you've just, you've just nailed it. I mean, you know, that is, that is Allied Dads 101. You know, they're, they're in a nutshell. If you want to be the best possible dad you can be, you've got to surround yourself with other great dads. Yeah. If you surround yourself with mediocre dads and you're the best in the park, then guess what? You're going to learn nothing and you're right. going to be a mediocre dad yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. And, and look, there, there may be room for kind of like a mentor relationship, maybe, maybe a, 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 another guy that's trying to change his mindset or whatever. And, and there's a lot of value in maybe trying to, you know, kind of be that mentor or teacher to, to help a guy. But I'll tell you what, when I, when I hear a guy, badmouth his his wife really or children in public mm. i immediately think that guy doesn't respect himself mm. you know and i and, I, and I, I kind of immediately have like a dim view of that person you know because first of all you chose her i assume right and then mm. you you chose to make babies with her but then you're gonna you're gonna sit there and tell other people that you know she's no good in, yeah. in one way or another, well, that doesn't speak very highly of you or your choices or your ability to foster, you know, uh, or be the father figure. So at some point, you know, it kind of comes back to personal responsibility, which we've talked a lot about. And, and, but maybe things are broken, right. Yeah. And they might be bad, but there's, there's a way to talk about those things. And it's generally not in public at work or whatever, and just yeah. airing out your dirty laundry. There's, there's a right way to go about that. And, and, and it may be reaching out to somebody like you or me, you know, and saying, Hey, I'm struggling, you know, yeah. I need help, that kind of thing. That that's yeah. respectable. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a quick, um, a quick check, isn't there? A very, very quick check is, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you find yourself, you know, you're one of those fathers, um, uh, you know, but, are, but are struggling to parent and, and you're, you're having challenges in certain places, then a little check may be, you know, just, just maybe look at the the five people that you're closest to that you spend the most time on. Yeah. And if they're not nurturing kind of parenthood and fatherhood, then maybe you need to include some um some new people who can help 
to foster those types of, of yeah. dialogues and conversations, you know, in, into your life and maybe meet new people, join new groups. And I'm reminded here of, of something else, because while we're talking about, you know, fatherhood, faith and freedom and kind of our, our wider listener, just another example of this is, you know, for, for our aspiring entrepreneurs and, you know, maybe the fathers who who run their own small businesses or maybe large businesses, the yeah. same goes. It's kind of that that social conditioning that we've had from from growing up. It follows us and we kind of adopt those those beliefs and and habits. I mean, we're, we're creatures of habit. We have yeah. these habitual patterns, but unless we break those patterns, they stay with us. So the same goes for business too. You may you may be going to networking events and business events, um, and, and you've been doing it for months and years, and they're just not working for you. Well, guess what? You don't beat the five people you spend the most time with in business either. So, you know, that's, if you're the true. smartest, um, you know, greatest, most successful person in the room, you're in the wrong room. When it comes to networking and what I call even these mastermind groups where yep. you have business leaders that get together to really mastermind strategies and tactics, you want to be the dumbest person in the room. When yeah, I join ideally. a group in business, I want to be the dumbest person in the room. Why? Because I'm going to learn the most. That's right. That's a that's absolutely I'm going to get it. the most value. And and something I want to say, look, the the reality is in today's age, you know, supposedly we're the most connected, right, with our phones, but mm. but people are not as connected as they used to be on an interpersonal level. And, you know, whether it's demands of family, job, business, you know, whatever it is, I want to assure you that if you need to change that, the, you know, we're, we're using the number five, look, it could be three, it could be six, you know, it's the five's not the point, but if you need to change kind of your circle of influence, you can literally, it doesn't have to be like real people in your inner circle. And, and I'm going to tell you from my own experience, about five years ago, I, I was coming from a real deep, dark, ugly place from custody and divorce. And I knew I had to surround myself with different voices and different influences. And I did it mostly through podcasts. And I, and I picked a few kind of hand selected a few men that were speaking, you know, what I needed to hear sometimes some tough stuff. And I just availed myself to that. I listened to a ton of podcast content and it got me out of my, it got me out of my bad space. So, you know, don't don't feel like oh I gotta somehow search around and find real people in real time or whatever. That's ideal. I'm gonna say it, but hey, it's not always possible. And uh, you know, look at look at Steve and I. We're we're across the pond from each other, as as people like to say. You know, he's in the UK and I'm in the United States, and we have formed a, a relationship that we're doing this with, as well as just being friends and. Um, it's, it's a super beneficial thing. So if you're, you know, I've often said you get what you look for in life. So if you want to change the people around you, start looking for different people. It's, it's really that simple, but it, yeah. it can be people on, you know, and look, if you need recommendations for great podcasts for either mindset or, or different kinds of things around business or whatever, um, we can, we can easily provide you some good resources with that. So please reach out to us. Hey, and, it, and that's a great, great question to ask. So how do people reach out to us, Eric? Yeah, so just, it's real simple. Just go to alliedads.com and you can find all of our contact info and uh, emails. You can email us and we'd love to chat with you. You can 
comment on our YouTube video and we can connect from there. Yeah, fantastic. And um, the next episode, the title of the next episode for next week is Laughing to the Max. So that's going to be a really interesting one, Laughing to the Max. Yep. Hey, laughing in the face of stress can be the best thing you can do. So we'll get into that more. All right. Yeah, any, any last thoughts, Steve? Just in terms of, look, we're um, we're pretty much on all the major streaming channels. So, you know, listen to us, watch us on our YouTube channel uh, and find us, you know, on your favorite streaming channel. You know, hit those subscribe, those bell buttons so that you get notified when um, when our new episodes, new episodes drop every Thursday. Yep. And hey, listen, last thought, Steve and I would be happy to be part of your five. So, yeah, absolutely. And again, if I could just um, just add one last thing to that five, we're not suggesting that you need to ditch the five people that you spend the most time with, you know, right. unless they're all toxic people, you right. know, and that's a decision for you to make. And only you could make that decision. That's true. But that's there's, there's, there's room. There's room for new people in your what I would call like the inner circle where you can you can learn and and nourish and nurture, yep. you know, new types of dialogue and learnings. And yeah. that I welcome in your life. Yeah. And listen, I want to I, wa I just want to say on the back of what you just said. I, I may have made it sound pretty black and white. It doesn't have to be. A lot of times you can just limit how much time you spend with people and and make sure you're spending time with people that are really driving you to be better than, or, you know, help you move in a direction that you want to go. So that's a good point. Yeah, you could even have these multiple groups of three, fours and fives sure, as well. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, okay. Good, good stuff. Great, um, great speaking again, Eric, and, uh, and and delivering some uh, hopeful words of, uh, of of wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. So I will see you on the next episode. All right, take care.